all right let's go ahead and get started man um hey so this would be the first episode of therapeutic rap jay is your host and i am interviewing him today for the first episode this podcast is going to be somewhat interview based uh it's going to be a whole variety of things but to get this thing kicking off right away i want y'all to get to know the host uh, which is Jay Coltrane, which is one of my good friends. Um, so, Jay, tell us a something, uh, a something, something about yourself. I'm, as a matter of fact, let me ask you three questions. All right, after All you, right. after you state who you are, I want you to tell us uh, how you see yourself, right? Overall, uh, how do you think other people see you, and if that's different, how do you want them to see you? Wow. You ain't waste no time. No. <laughs> I like that. Uh, so, as you stated, man, I'm Jay Coltrane. And the, this whole podcast came about uh, from talking to you. And uh, we was doing the podcast, and you was interviewing some other people, and I was kind of there for a time to be. And um, I kind of realized that talking is therapeutic. And uh, so I wanted to name this therapeutic rap, like let's rap with with Beyond Brothers, uh, with brothers uh, about issues, man, because as we look at it, we've been taught like toxic traits, like man up, you know what I'm saying? It's weak to show emotion. And so to answer your first question, how do I see myself? Um, I think that I'm probably the biggest faker in the history of the world. I think that I fake at a very high level. Question number two, how do others see me? I think people see me and assume that he's a pillar of strength. This guy uh, doesn't let anything bother him. It's like water off of the duck's back. And question number three, if they differ, which they do, how would I want them to kind of line up? And that's kind of the purpose of the show. I, I kind of want people to understand that it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to experience certain feelings that people would make you think that was taboo and that you uh, are less than a man for wanting or needing love and emotion or whatever the case may be. So I, I felt like, and I, and I talked to you earlier this week, and I was like, man, I have to be episode one because we we have to provide some level of transparency to, to me to get people to want to open up to me. Right. That's dope. So, yeah, that's, that's where we're at, man. All and, right. And, and I mean, that's a, that's a hell of a first five minutes. It is. And and, and we about, we go dive into some of what you said. So, to the first thing you said you're the biggest faker you think you're a biggest faker yes. that, that's that's kind of uh, to me that's, that's kind of amazing that you chose that uh as how you see yourself you know um and and that alone you know i thought i thought it would be more multifaceted where you gave us a couple of things on how you said yourself but you chose dealt one why 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 choose dealt one to to put out there to everybody because that's the thing that most people don't know like I could, I could 
name accolades and things that you know about me already. Right. But do you like, is that really how you see yourself? Do you like you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, um, I spoke to my mom the other day, man. And I was like, you know, a lot of people think that I've been faking since like uh, the Jeremiah thing, which we'll get into. Oh, right. And then she was like, nah, you've really been faking since you were about four. And I was like, yeah, you hit it on the head. That's interesting. Why she said it? Because she knows me. She knows me, man. Um, So one thing about me, and you said it one day, and it kind of upset me that you seen. Like, so I've made up these alter egos. Uh, you got you had Cat Daddy and you had uh, Train Nation and whatever. You, you've had these alter egos that I wanted people to see because I've never wanted people to see how vulnerable I truly am. And um, so the, the real J. Coltrane is a lover above anything else, man. Like, I just love people. Like I, I like I, I give so much that it's and it's heartbreaking when it's not reciprocated. Like it's it, it hurts when like you like why won't this individual love me the way that I love them? Right. You know what I'm saying? So and I think it started really early with my father. And me just yearning for a father's love. Like even to this day, like that's the relationship that I won't repair the most. And and me and my mom, we had a a, a, a tremendous, a, a tumultuous relationship because she was a disciplinarian, and I just wanted to be her. And she was raising boys, and uh, it was like, I don't have time to kill you. I'm trying to save your life. You know what I mean? And I couldn't see it then, but it was just always the need to be heard. Like, Mama, why why can't you hear me? I'm trying to tell you how I feel and you don't care how I feel. But as things have transpired, like you can kind of see in the news today, like she couldn't afford to care how I feel. And she had me at 18 and I was her second child. So she was a baby raising babies and she did the best she could do. Of course. And and she always been dope to us, man. Miss Frida is like, you get what I'm saying? Like she's dope. Like we can go on a whole list of things that I admire about her. Uh, oh yeah, for the, sure. The way for she, sure. the way she pushed. Her. I think y'all might have been the first ones out of the whole crew to have, like hold a steady job. The way she pushed y'all, she was like, "Hey, y'all old enough to work and do not come back to this house till y'all have a job." And y'all, y'all went walking down random and road looking, looking for look for jobs. Look, yeah. I, I still, you probably don't think I remember that. I still yeah, remember. And she, and she wouldn't, and it was crazy because she. She wanted us to go find jobs, but she wouldn't take. It. She wouldn't take y'all. She wouldn't. She wouldn't give y'all no help. Y'all got to figure that out. That's dope. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was really dope. And one of the things that my mother taught me early, like um, she got in an argument with her boyfriend at the time, my little brother's father, and she put him out. And uh, all of his belongings was in two trash bags. And she came back, man, and and when he put his bags in the truck or whatever and pulled off, she came into my room, and it was just me and her. And she said, "Don't you ever be a true a two trash bag man? Mm. Like, like have your own. Don't give right. a person the power to put you out of a place. And I've never lived with anyone in an establishment that was not my own. Yeah, 
I mean, I mean, like lessons, life lessons, man. Like I love this one. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. That's that stuck to with me. I, I mean, I couldn't have been twelve, like maybe twelve at the oldest when that happened. Mm. That's dope. True trash bag man. Cause he ain't had yeah, no. He, he ain't even had no PlayStation. Like, like they at least got. You at least got to put the PlayStation in the box. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you remember, PlayStation wasn't even out then. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, he might have had a Super Nintendo, but you just throw that in the bag. <laughs> Come on, man. You ain't. You ain't even a man if you if you can't full up more than two trash bags, man. That, that's 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 right. that's underclothes right there. <laughs> right. Your mama didn't get him no. He ain't had no closet in there, man. <laughs> all right so yeah, uh um, I, I think he had two drawers yeah that's crazy drawers. man that's funny though but uh yeah that's 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 real good man um so you mentioned your pops right let's let's go into your dad you said that's the relationship you won't repair it the most um and you think that's sure. you, you you know you alluded to the fact that there's probably one that you know has uh left the biggest hole Right, uh, even in the, uh, the first, the first one that left the biggest hole. Got you. So, yeah. so let me go to a, a event early in our friendship that actually made us uh tougher. That had somewhat to do with your dad was when me and you got in our first real fight. Right, that <laughs> explain explain that situation and tell and tell me why it was so important that that bicycle. Why was it so important that you had to fight one of your best friends? So my father let me borrow his bike. Um, he had moved. He was living in Pennsylvania our whole uh, childhood, and then my junior year he moved down. So he let me borrow his bike, and he was like two streets over. So he was right there in the hood, but he let me borrow the bike, and I had went to work, and uh, you came down to borrow the bike to to ride. And had I been there, I would have given you the bike. That's just the type of friends we are. That bike was like, for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that bike. That bike was a little bit. Uh, yeah, it was. It was for everybody. A little loose. Yeah, it was loose. Yeah. But uh, my brother went ahead and gave you the bike. And no, it was on the back porch. No, 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 no. You you put it back on the back porch when you. When you I put. It back. I think I put it on the front porch. That that that's where the problem came in. Yeah. The, the okay, bike. You yeah. Put it on the front porch. Yeah. So the Sean, bike. Yeah. Sean gave you the bike. Uh, and then when when you came back, Sean was going to work and. The kind of kind of the golden rule is if you knew that Sean or Jay wasn't home, they're not going to do it by the free. Like, mm -hmm. it's just not. Because she worked hard. But, so, uh, you put the bike on the porch and then someone stole the bike. Mm -hmm. And so, I antagonized you for probably about an hour and a half about that bike. <laughs> and you, you have no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Don't, 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 don't gloss over the 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 deep feeling. Like, what was your feeling? Let's dig into it. Like, you come home, the bike's gone, right? So, what are you thinking? Um, where's this bike at? Because to that point in time, that's the only thing that I've ever had that came from him. Right now, did you know at that time that's why you were so enraged? Because you know that bike came from him, or did you know was it the principal? Oh, absolutely. No, so you knew. So you knew. So you. All. So you knew at that time that that that's why it was so near and dear to you because it, it came from your pops. Oh yeah, but I couldn't let you know that. Okay. So so think about it, principal. Like we we effed over everybody's like your, your cousin James uh, had uh, your cousin Carlos had a whole lot of my stuff that 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 was. 
That's just like code for you lost. You know what I'm saying? But so I didn't care. You know what I'm saying? I I had that Casey and JoJo tape for like six years. Probably did. Yeah, like so, like we um, we was that kind of friends where if it was one of ours, it was all of ours. Right. So it wasn't. So the principle to that it didn't change, but it was something different because that was my father's fight that he entrusted me with. So when when you grow up and you kind of feel like okay, and I look like my father, so you like, how does this man not love his face? How can this man leave his face in this world? But but then he comes closer and, he, and he, like so y'all start like I'm trying to build a relationship with this man or whatever, and then I like I get the bike. Now he, he didn't care about the bike like so he he let me borrow the bike, but he actually gave me the bike. He never would have wanted the bike back, or, or so I thought, or I would have thought. But who knows with that cat? You know what I'm saying? So it, it was just it was one of those things where. I, I didn't have anything else to put my hands on that he'd get. Gotcha. So early on, you knew that you had this uh, this desire to have a deeper relationship with your pops, right? Um, mm-hmm. How do you think it affected you in your adulthood? Because that's a, that's that's a glimpse of how it affected you as a child. And if I remember correctly, um, when your pop showed up that summer. He was around a lot. Like, he was coming around, boom, boom, boom. We used to laugh because he was always riding the bike and all that stuff, man. I think he had, like, some uh, shoes that looked like wrestling shoes. Like, you know. They were wrestling yeah, shoes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, uh, but he was around often. I was like, oh, snap. Jay Dad's going to be in the picture. And then all of a sudden, after a while, he was gone again. Right? Yeah. But he was still, like, he was, like, living in the same house. But he was just gone, man. And, um... I think, man, I can't remember, yo. It, I was 30. And I'm on the phone crying like a little boy to my mother about my relationship with my father. And she said something to me that she had never said before because she always wanted me to have my own opinion about him. Like she didn't want to uh, trash talk him or anything, man, which was awesome. But she said, hey, man, listen. I would have thought that you would have figured it out by now, but your father's incapable of keeping meaningful relationships. Like he just can't do. It. So he got every relationship. He got something. He got a void in him that need that. That you get what I'm saying? Like he running from something. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And 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 I and I I happen to know the story of what's going on with him and all that. But you know that's his story to tell. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, feeling like I was the problem and his inability to uh, father me correctly, to, to, to get to 30 to find out that that's him that's the problem. And then there was some angry years, you know, between 30 and 37. And now it's kind of like I'm still in the fight trying to have a meaningful relationship with him. So, for instance, um, my father moved to Pennsylvania when I was three. And the only memory that I had of him was watching wrestling together. 
And that's why I'm a big wrestling fan because I knew that whenever I would talk to my dad, I would talk to him about wrestling. Wow. And, and that's something I ain't know. Yeah. Like I, I I knew you was a diehard wrestling fan, but I didn't know it was connected to Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean and, and to, so so to this day, like I order I paid Vince McMahon ten dollars a month for WWE Network. And because he doesn't have cable anymore, I give him my login to watch WWE Network so that when we talk we can have something to talk about. Wow. To this day, a, a thirty eight almost thirty eight year old man. Like Right striving out the boy in me so the boy in me said i need this man in my life and the man in me said i'll never have my son feel the way that i once felt about him right so who 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 you think like right now i don't want to get ahead but just just quick like uh, you said in your childhood, um, it was important for you to, you know, or for him to be in your life, and you, you know, because you needed him, right? Like, uh, yeah. How you see it now? Do you still see it the same way, or do you think he actually needs you more than you need him right now? Um, I think I still need him more. He's had this whole life without me, so he doesn't. It wasn't needful. Right. I think that. I think I need him more. I think that he's embarrassed. Like, so when he comes to my house and he's around, he's looking around, it's kind of like, damn, my boy made it without me. Right. He ain't had nothing. To do, he ain't had nothing to do with it. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. So at my graduation, man, my brother, like my father, was crying, and my brother looked at him in the face, was like, "What you crying for? You ain't had nothing to do with this." That's cold. That's that's cold, but true. That <laughs> shine my dude. Shine my dude. Hey, my mom was like, my mom was like, come on, Shine. He was like, nah, yo. That's like, crazy, he didn't, man. You, like, but you know what's unique about you and your brother, though, dude. Y'all go at it, man. But I'm telling you, man. That boy, I mean, he admires you, man. Like, it's some admiration that that dude, and he's he's overprotective of you, but. I think he feels like I'm big bro. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know I think he still wants to and, be big bro. And, and, you know, so that's funny too, man, because I think that was the second biggest uh, void in my childhood, man, was my relationship with my brother. Okay, let's talk about it then. And I, and I felt like he would choose anybody else over me. I might be right. I mean, he, I mean, in that, in that fight, he chose my side when me and you fought. He chose yeah, my sure. side. Yeah. And he was he was the co corporate. Uh, <laughs> he gave you the bike. He gave you the bike. No, but, I'm telling you, the bike was on the back porch. Sean didn't give me the bike, man. It was on the back porch. I just went and grabbed it. But here's the thing, man, about Sean, and I love that dude, man. I've always I've always loved him. He he has always been my hero. And so when I watched him take some life turns that wasn't beneficial for him, it ripped my heart out. It ripped my heart out. Every time going to the military, going to the Navy was his dream. That wasn't me. It was. It was it wasn't none of us. Like it, it, he was the he was the one that was like, this is what I'm gonna do. He was the one that was in uh JRTC all through high school. Uh, we knew he was going to the Navy. And when he went to MEPS and he couldn't go 
And like, so we're talking about being open. We're talking about transparent. This is something that no one knows. I went to the Navy because I wanted to make him proud. Mm. No other reason. Now, I got in an argument with my mama and everybody know the, the famous little space here and whatever, but I mean, dude, I was I was a wrestler. I was going to school. I, you know, I was going to school, but I was like, man, you know, he wanted this so bad, so let me live this for him. And I regretted every minute of it. <laughs> it, was, it was, you know what? When you was in Mississippi at school, though, and uh, when I decided I was going to join, and you would call me, and you would like, uh, you know, you'd be telling me about, you know, uh, weird stuff in Mississippi, like, you know, Josephine Johnny and, you know, the, the little Josephine Johnny dance that was out and, you know, how they was acting. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, you had some, you know, you was oh, yeah. you was almost almost enjoying it. If it wasn't Biloxi, Mississippi, you probably would be enjoying it more. But uh, you was you was kind of enjoying the school part of it. Well, let me tell you, because I love school, like which is weird. I, I didn't ever expect to say that out loud today. But um, the learning a new thing, like learning how to become a weatherman, that was like wonderful. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But um, my mother said something to me the day before I left. Which made me go ahead and do it. She was trying to stop me. She knows she knows her baby. She said, Jay, why are you doing this? You are not military material. <laughs> now, Mel, you knew me from then. She wasn't wrong. Um She wasn't wrong. She wasn't. You 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 probably would have you probably would have done better in the Air Force. <laughs> Or Coast Guard, you know, and we don't, we don't even, I mean, we halfway consider them military. Right. And, and so she, she wasn't wrong, but I said, it, the one thing, the biggest force that drives Jay is proving people wrong. So when she said it, I said, I got to make her a liar. Right. And I, and I tried to. Yeah, but you, you, you didn't do horrible in there, man. You, you, you got in there, you made rank quick. You know, y'all made rank faster than I did. But I, I made four or three times. Right. So I mean, that's an accomplishment in itself. You know? <laughs> to to get to get something and lose it and get it back. You know that that takes some perseverance. Yeah, I, I mean, and but but I still had fight. I mean, yeah. Dude, I mean, I was so angry. I was angry, and and like, all right, we'll have to do it. I was angry as a kid because I wasn't as coordinated as you guys. Right. Like, I was angry wrestling. So, wrestling kind of saved me. When, when, I, when I got on that mat and realized that I can be better than everybody I know here. Yeah. It made me a better football player. It made me a better basketball player. It made me a better athlete. Confidence. confidence, 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 and everybody needs some type of identity. And you know, uh, I think, I think, uh, I guess my identity, you know, may have been basketball. You know, so everybody had something, and uh, you wasn't the best at, uh, at those things, but you still played with us. But when you found out that, ah, oh, shoot, man, I get on that wrestling mat, and all of a sudden, I'm probably one of the best ones in the school. Now you now you got the identity you're looking for. Because your identity before that was Jay Smart. 
you know, Jay's Jay's the smart one. And that, and you know, that bugged the hell out of me. You, I, I've never wanted to be smart. I can tell because when we had classes together, you would goof off just as much as I would. And then when the progress report come out and you had to be, and I had to D, I'm like, what the heck? What, what really? You, you I, can, I can remember we was in uh, a class, yo, and you was like really mad. You was like, yo, you be cheating, man. What you doing? Uh, but I didn't realize that God had gifted me with the ability to listen and talk at the same time. And, so and, we can talk and, and play the right. whole time, and I hear everything that's going on. And you actually do your work. That's the, that, that, that was the big difference. Like, I was goofing off, and I was like, I'm not doing jack. Like, you know, I was that rebellious. Like, I ain't doing nothing in here. Yeah, I ain't doing no homework. So if I couldn't finish it in class, and and so we would when she hand the worksheet out, and this is like, so she'd hand the worksheet out, and we'd never seen any of this material, I'd be finished with it. Mm-hmm. So something you said about 10 minutes ago, um, more like 15 minutes ago, um, about needing your father and then how um, feeling that you didn't want your son to ever feel that right. So you are fresh out of the Navy. You go to school. You meet a young lady. Y'all get married. And eventually uh, y'all have a son, right? Um, now kind of, kind of right. She get, she gets pregnant and then we get married. Okay, right. Yeah. Now, I know how I felt when I had my first son, and and what you said was uh, you know because my dad died when I was eight, so um, it's a little different from having that absence than what yours is. Uh, yours is he has the ability to you know be in your life, but uh, he he's not doing it. Uh, consistently enough mine was I, I seen eight years of a consistency then it was taken away from me so uh, the absent is still there but for different reasons um, but yeah. but the <clears throat> effects was the same where oh yeah for sure it propelled me to be look I want to be a really great father and I want my kids to really know that I'm there especially my son like um um I mean, I I try to do a lot of stuff with them. So that's the motivation behind making sure I'm available for them. So you said you was the same way. So here it is. You have the son, your only child. And um, at some point after the marriage is dissolved, you find out that that wasn't your son. And at this point, your relationship was tight, amazing. He's reaching out. I, I want to see dad. He wants to see dad. I mean, it, I'm looking at uh, videos on YouTube of you passing down your mathematician skills to him. He's counting way before he's supposed to be counting. He's reading way before he's supposed to be reading, uh, reciting Bible verses very early. This is all under your training. So y'all had a tight relationship and it comes to an abrupt stop. Tell me those feelings. <clears> hey <throat> man, a piece of me died that day, bro. Piece of me died, and <clears throat> excuse me. Um, it's it's the hardest thing that ever happened to me. It is the toughest thing I've ever been through. Um, my mother was diagnosed with cancer, 
and it didn't affect me that much. Um, and I got the results back two days before I closed on my house. And it was kind of like God knew that I couldn't look at a room that he had been in and continue to live. And uh, so <clears throat> I was in a new marriage and uh, we had, uh, uh, she, she'd already had two kids in, so they had to get used to them, whatever. So I had to be strong for them. So I couldn't be weak for me. So we moved into the house, man, and then eventually, you know, I heard them in the room one night talking, and, and no one knows this. No one knows this. I heard the, my stepson and my stepdaughter talking one night, and they said that they, uh, the boy said to the girl, man, you know, I really miss Jeremiah. And she was like, me too. And I went out and got him a dog. Like, I was like, yo, I gotta, I gotta do something. And I, what I wish I would have done now, in retrospect, is went into the room and hugged them and loved them and told them, man, I miss, I miss them too. Like, but I couldn't let them see me vulnerable like that, bro. Because I miss them every day. Um, and I've seen them a few times, but I just, you know, speaking keep going. Like, it's... It's the hardest thing that I've ever done. The, the hardest thing that I've ever done, man. And I don't know. I don't know what else to say, man. So ask a question. I, need some answers. I, don't, I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, was there was there ever closure? You know, after you found no. out? No. Do you think it should be? I had a conversation with him. I, I had a conversation with him. Man. I went to a school, man. And I told him, man, like, I'm going to love you forever. Say my phone number in your head every day. And when you get to the age where it's okay because you can do what you want to when you get 18, call my number and we can talk about anything. I will never change my phone number because this is the number that you know. Do you ever think that the void you had growing up, do you think he has that void too? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, what's the thought process on? I mean, because you you got to lay down and sleep with knowing that, um, and you being the bigger guy and being someone who went through that as a child. Uh, what is what is the hardest part about you saying? Let me just bite the bullet, and let let me reestablish the relationship. I can't. I can't because. I made a bad decision which was <clears throat> to to do what I felt like would make my wife happy and for the financials of it all <clears throat> I wanted to get off child support because now I'm paying child support for child support and um, oh, say that part again now I'm paying child support for a child that's not mine. Oh, okay. At at that point. Yeah, for sure. So I'm like, yo, you need to take me off child support. What the state of North Carolina says that you married, that's your child, you're gonna pay for that child. 
And she said, I'll take you off of child support if you sign over your rights. This child is not yours, so sign your rights over it. And you can get off child support. And at that time, I was so upset and hurt that I didn't even think about it. I just signed it over. Mm. Biggest mistake I ever made. Cause, biggest cause, mistake cause I now, ever made. Now, if you if you even wanted to be in his life and she didn't want you to be in his life, you don't have you don't have a a, a leg to stand on with it legally. You 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 can't say, hey, she's not letting me nah. see. Correct. I don't I don't have a leg to stand on. Period. Mm. And it, it still hurt the same now as it did then. Probably more because I let it fester. I, I let it go unchecked and un, unattended to for three years almost. Coming up in uh, September, it'll be three years. That's not that long. And, and you you you're a smart guy. I think I think you get, you got a solution. So what's what's preventing you from just going ahead and saying, "Look, man, I need to go see this kid." Do you, I mean? Do you do you think after three years that when he see you, you it'll be the same? Do you really want to know the answer? Of course. I mean, I've seen him. I've seen him. I've seen I've seen him. How did it go, how, how did it go when you seen him? Um, it, it it's always well. It's always well. I always big him up. He, he plays ball. I coach ball. Um, so I'll give him a pointer. I'll, I'll say something to him. I'll be like, "Hey, you know, you're not following through in your jump shot." And what? Do you, that's a shot. That's a shot you can hit. And what do you I say? Taught you that. What do you say? He'll he'll smile and say, "I got you." For real. And then he'll Jay, that's the dope. Adjustment and he'll hit the shot. Jay, that's dope. For yeah. real, for I, real, that's I mean, dope. He, I, you know, I felt like, and this is God's honest truth, man. I felt like I would die early, like from health issues to whatever. So, I was placing a whole lot of stuff in him, but I wanted him to be able to face this world if he ever had to face it without. So at 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 eight, I had given him probably fourteen years worth of life. Mm. Just so, just so he'd be ready, and I never knew that he would have to be ready. How old is he, he now? Up. Uh, he just turned eleven this week, May twenty eighth. That's tight, oh, man. That's tight. You, I mean, you gonna have to take me by the scene one day, man. Next time I come down, there. I wouldn't mind seeing him. Good luck. Uh, is it is 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 it that hard? Oh, for sure. Okay, but they still in the they still in the same city though, right? Uh, yeah, they're around. I know, I know exactly where they live. They're around. Okay, so uh, who's the real pops? Did we ever find that out? No. So, uh, nah. I mean, yeah, I guess I don't know. Duke, Duke called me and said, "Yo, I think your son is my son." All right. And yeah. this, this is before the test. Before the test. Okay. And here's the thing, man. So her husband had little kids too, right? Right. A, a kid like a year older than Jeremiah. Jeremiah's 11 now, so this kid's probably about to turn 12. I'm not so sure, because this is the type of person that she is. I'm not so sure that she didn't have her husband's kid tested. Hmm. But I didn't think about any of that until later. Oh, 
You're not so sure she didn't have what? Her, her husband's kids tested. Like, like the, the kid that got tested wasn't Jeremiah. Oh, so when the test didn't have an ID. So the the oh, I get what you're saying. So she took she took him, and then I went. But I was, we wasn't there at the same time. I had no clue. I didn't know that. Yeah. I had no clue, Jay. So if it ever this whole comes back, th- this whole time I'm thinking that you you the one who went and got the test. Nah, she took him. She took him. She paid for it. She was eager to pay for it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, but but you know, I would hope that she's not that evil. I mean, if so, if, if so, she get she really died, she she got to live with that. So yeah. how 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 is that affecting you now? It's hell, man. It's hell. It is a living hell. Does and it then, does it interfere with how you how you have a relationship with your stepkids? Nah, I don't let it. It just okay. interferes how I have, have a relationship with me. Right. Do do you have a do you have that um that desire to ha- you know have a son to carry on the Coltrane legacy? More than anything. That's deep. More than Jay. anything. That's deep. But yeah, more than anything. So more than anything. Um and I've also decided that if that was to happen that the one thing that I never wanted to do was to give a child my name because it's really weird. Why? But it's because it's J with an I and they mispronounce it every single time. Don't nobody mispronounce that. They, they maybe been in high school, not now. No, dude, I get called Jack Coltrane every day of my life. Well, my son every get, single day. My son get called Michael because I spell Makai like Michael. But it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. But, my son corrects him every time. No, it's Makai. I'm like, yeah, you tell yeah, him. Tell I mean, him son. And, and I do it. And guess what? So, uh, if if I'm blessed with a child, he'll do it too because his name will be J. Ramon Coltrane. The second. There you go. There you go, man. I, I think that's a, a a real good place to end it, man. J. Ramon Coltrane, the first right now, right? Uh, <laughs> y- y'all just got a, a glimpse of him. Uh, he's going to be the host of this uh, therapeutic rap. Uh, eventually, and, and, go ahead. And so, so what I want to spring on Mel is, is uh, that we we both know that this story is a lot deeper. And, um, it is deeper. There's, there's, there's a whole lot of things that we didn't touch, but due to time constraints. So, like every tenth show until we get the whole story out, man, we're going we're to come back and be more transparent. That's and, easy. Sometimes we're gonna flip the mic, and I'll be asking him some questions, and uh, we'll talk about, you know, how uh, how did it feel uh, losing your dad at an early age, and how did that drive you to be competitive in the things that you were competitive in? And oh, how did that make you the man that it made. You know what? That might be real interesting because I don't think I ever really sat down and said that. Like, as it, you're gonna say, I don't think I ever explored that. With a person that wow, um, I know. And, and so, so you, you had to know that it was kind of set up when I told you that 
the first episode. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you got me. And the only way I can get out of this is if, if I Hollywood you, and just keep, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We, yeah, we do that interview. Yeah, 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 yeah. Friday, let's do it. You Varn- know what I mean? Hill. Yeah, Var- Varnell Hill, you real quick, man. With that, hey, we got six minutes though, so uh, I give you a glimpse uh, of some stuff. Some stuff let's I go, remember man. because. Uh, the, a unique thing about my pops uh, and me and him down when I was eight is I got like a whole memory bank of uh, a memory of him. I, I got a whole lot of memory of him in the, in eight years, which is big when you said. I, I, I mean, hold on. Something. That statement that you just made was the purpose of your soul recording. Yeah, because it goes right back when you said you pulled fourteen years of stuff in him in eight years, and 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 your son. But, but the parallel was that you lost your father at eight, and Jeremiah lost me at eight. Right. Wow. Right. And that's something I, we never put that together. No, yeah, it it just, it just clicked just now. That it is wow. crazy. So I, hopefully, hopefully you see from that the impact. I mean, because right, my, like, exactly. You know that, and that, it kind of made me like. It, it kind of took some of that away. Yeah, but but I mean, just, but no one thing. But no one thing. There you go. Therapeutic rap. But no one thing. If the impact was great, he's thinking. He's still thinking about that. You get what I'm saying? He's still thinking about yeah. that. Um. So I mean, put that on you. Put that on your mind and think about it and and, and see if it's worth you trying to uh, reestablish some type of connection. I think it's worth it. I think it's important for both of y'all, but um, I think uh, I think this was a good start for the uh, for the intro, the introduction of this uh, podcast, man. You know, uh, go ahead and close us out, man. You the host. I interviewed you. The interview was good. I appreciate you being transparent, man. Close us out. Hey, man. Um, I hope that anyone that's listening has a. Uh, a better view into me if you knew me if you don't know me I mean get to know me um, hopefully through this journey I'll learn more about myself and then I can share it with you guys and the goal for this is at the end man to kind of feel relieved and to be honest I feel really relieved so I thank you for your fine interview skills uh, I wouldn't have trusted anybody but you to do that with to open up to man and, um, i appreciate that for sure man you already know man but yeah that's good man hey man let's rap about it let's tune into the next one. <laughs> easy day man all right man peace